Now I want you to open up your Bibles with me quickly to the book of Malachi chapter 3. Malachi in chapter 3. Please tell your neighbor the word works. One more time. Malachi chapter 3 verse 8. It says, will a man rob God? Is there any people outside? Get him in. They need to hear this word. Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, in what have we robbed you? In tithes and in offerings. Please say tithes. Say offerings. You are cursed with a curse. For you have robbed me. Even this whole nation. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse. That there may be food in my house. And try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open up the, the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessings that there will be not room enough to receive it. And I, this is God speaking, will rebuke the devourer for your sakes so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field, says the Lord of hosts. And all the nations will call you blessed for you will be a delightful land, says the Lord of hosts. Now, I want to quickly just say this. I'm going to be five minutes on this. The psalmist said something profound. This is why I start off with this. The psalmist says when we get together, we have to praise God. We have to bring an offering. We have to glorify His name. So he teaches us that our giving is part of our worship. Who understands that? So people say, well, the tithing is Old Testament. It's under the law. If you, if you know your Bible, you'll find out that Abraham paid tithe to Melchizedek 400 years before the law. Before the law started, Abraham tithed to Melchizedek. Now, a tithe is just simply this. God seeing where you stand with Him, how much you trust Him. It's so quiet. Why is it quiet? If I said breakthrough, everybody would have been on their feet. The tithe is a sign that how much you can trust God. So many people say, I put God 100%, but they can't even put Him 10%. Oh, it's, it's quiet now. Well, we, our lives is 100% for God, but they can't even trust Him for 10%. You see, the high priest received the tithe. The book of Hebrews chapter 7 says, Our high priest, which is Jesus Christ, received our tithe forevermore. So when we give our tithe unto the Lord, what we basically do is we are saying, Lord, we're putting you first in our lives. How many people are angry when SARS takes your money before it even gets to your bank? Everybody pays sauce. Jesus says, make sure that you give to Caesar what is due to Caesar, but also give to God what is due to God. Now, the church of Jesus Christ, listen, I, I've made a, they made a study basically. All around the world, all around the world, if they take all the Christians around the world, not even 10% tithe. This is why you can go to any Muslim nation and you can see how they built you can see how their mosques look. I'm talking not small chains, not 3 million rand. I'm talking to you about 300 million rand, no problem. Cash money, building mosques. Every single time that you buy a product with a halal sign on, you are basically funding the Muslim organization. Nobody, nobody bats an eye. Think about this. But the church of Jesus Christ, every time, the most problem that I have with speaking with preachers, most of the problems is they have a great vision, but there's not enough provision. This is why many, many guys die before they've experienced God's full vision for their lives because the church is not the church. 
In the book of Acts, you can look at me strangely now and think this is not the church for me. If, you're not, if, you, if you don't believe this word, this is not the church for you. Because this is a church of Bible believers. We believe what the word of God says. The tithe God says you rob him. Why do we, how do we rob God? In blessing you. God says, I want to open up the windows of heaven, pour out such a blessing that even the nations of the world call you blessed, but you rob me of doing what I need to do. Now listen to me. You can pray until you're blue in the face. You can never, ever, ever, ever change the law of God. Give and it shall be given. You can't say this, I'm going to sow love and reap money. It's not how it works. When you sow love, you, you reap love. My goodness. All right. So let's get back to the basics. You know, I, I, I'm not going to go longer on with this, but Malachi chapter 1, God rebukes them. He says, look at what you bring me. He says, do you think your governor will be happy with that? If you think he's happy with that, give that to your government. Your governor, don't give it to God. All right, so the tithe, uh, the reason I say this is because I want people blessed in this final hour of time. Who wants to be blessed? If you study this, Abraham was blessed left and right and center. Job lost everything. Have you noticed that nowhere in the scripture will you find that Job paid a tithe? The tithe is the protection. Come on. You want God to protect your job? Tithe. You want God to protect your business? Tithe. This church just want my money. No, no, no. Listen to me. The church ran without your money. But the reason why you have never come to a place of financial victories because you've never grasped the revelation that God should be your number one. He's your source. Deuteronomy 8.18. Come on, quote it with me. You shall remember the Lord your God, for it is He who gives you the power to get wealth. What does it mean? You shall remember Him. You shall never forget about Him. When He prospers you, you remember Him. You remember His work. Hallelujah. 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 Alright, so I'm going to give you an opportunity to sow a seed. And I want to challenge people, if you have never tithed, tithed before, tithe. What does tithing mean? If you get a thousand rand, give to the Lord a hundred. If you get ten thousand, you give to the Lord a thousand. If you get ten million, you give the Lord a million. Amen? And that's where the challenge comes. Nothing, you know, it's easy when you get a thousand rand to give the Lord a hundred. It's not so easy when you have ten million to give God a million. That's where you really see where your love for the Lord lays. All right? And that he doesn't just say the tithe. He says the offering too. And the offering, the Bible says, is a reward 30-fold, 60-fold, and 100-fold. So I'm going to give you an opportunity to show you your offering and your tithing. Here's buckets in the front. There's card machine in the back. There's details on the screen. And people ask me, where do we stand? We stand at 2.2 million for the church. We need another million. And then we're going to get to the Word of God. Can somebody just see how far the ashes are outside? If they're done, let them come in and hear the word of God.
Then, are you ready for the Word of God? I want you to understand one thing before I'm going to get into the revelation. We love the work of God. I want you to understand this. My wife and myself, we lay down our lives for the gospel's sake for years. We've given up everything. If there's something that you can think about, we've given that up for the kingdom's sake. So the reason why I am so strong and bold when it comes to the word of God is because I gave my life for the word. Do you understand what I'm saying? I've lost so many stuff in my life. I've lost people. I've lost friends. I'm, I can, the list goes on. I can tell you stuff that will make your hair rise. This is when people come to me and say, I'm going to be a preacher. I cry for them. I said, if you're not called of God, get a job. Don't preach. It will ruin you. And I say that with utmost respect, but it's a fact. So this is why I want to see people free. I hate Satan. Okay, let me try that again. I hate the devil. I hate seeing people sick and defeated. I hate that with a passion. Because sometimes I see people in bondage and then I have to go home and then I cry over that person for the whole day. It's like my crying can do something for them, but that's just the way I feel. I have compassion for people and I hate it, especially when a defeated foe lies to people and they believe it. This is why when the Word of God says to give, you have to give, it means it's going to work. If God says that you have to have faith in your heart, then you have to have faith in your heart because faith will work. Come on, if the Bible says that nothing shall be impossible for God, it means that nothing shall be impossible for God. We need to get people in this place that will believe the Word of God without a shadow of a doubt. Listen to me, everything changed in this world, but not the Word of God. The Word of God remains the same. If it, listen, if it worked for Elijah, it can work for Vessel Dubrain. If it worked for David, it can work for me. If it worked for Jesus, it can work for me. This is why we have to believe the Word. Shout the Word. We have to believe the Word. You have to believe what the Word of God says about you. Somebody listening to me. I said, is somebody listening to me? Let me quickly tell you, this is why people, when they walk into this building, they tremble under the power of God. They say, something is in this place. You know, God gave me this word in the book of 2 Corinthians, chapter 3, verse 18. Now, in actual fact, I'm going to read from verse 16. He says, therefore, we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. Our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceedingly and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are, is eternal. This is why people are dying. Their faith is not rooted in a place. You didn't get this. People do like this. They are pot plant Christians. You can't be pot plants. You have to be rooted. You have to be rooted. When you are rooted, you get faith, the Word of God. And in the Word of God, listen, no longer do you care about the opinions of men. You are so submerged in the Word of God. If God's Word says He will take care of me, it means He will take care of me. I don't care what the government does. I don't care what the world does. My God says, my God shall supply all of my needs according to His riches and glory through Christ Jesus. How many of you believe the Word of God shall not come back void for you and your family? Lift those hands. It means He will take care of you. He'll give you innovation. He'll give you ideas. I don't care about the famine down the road. According to His Word, the famine shall not touch you, nor come near your dwelling, if you believe the Word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is why when you're born again, you can't look at the situation like the rest of the world. 
You have to consider what your situation through the word of God. Firstly, he says everything that you see is just for a time. It's just for a season. It's going to change. Thank God where you are right now. You're not going to die there. You're not going to stay there. You're not going to drown there. God says it's you are passing through it. The word of God works. I said the word of God works. The word of God works. If I pray for the sick, many times I see people getting healed supernaturally. Many times nothing happens. What happens? Do you believe I change my theology? No, because the word of God says he heals. So if there's no healing, I'm not looking at my own life and saying, I've prayed, Martin, nothing happened. God, what did you do wrong? No, no, no. I have to look at the recipient. I have to see why is there no faith. Maybe there's bitterness. Maybe there's anger. Maybe there's hatred. Ooh, come on. I want to say something bold. So many people smoke themselves up in the next dimension and they get cancer. And then they ask, Lord, you Lord have to heal me. Stop smoking. God cannot violate this word. Am I speaking to you? I love you. This is why I warn you. You know what's the funny thing is? On the packet it says, warning, smoking causes cancer. I can stand here and say, warning, sugar-coated messages leads to hell. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. We have to take the word of God. And say, the word of God is mine. I said, the word of God is mine. Every promise of the word is mine. Every promise that he prophesied, there's some stuff, people of God, that has been prophesied over me that has not yet come in fulfillment. It does not mean God changed, nor God has lied. It just means that I'm busy maturing, stepping into the season where God's word will not come back void over my life. He says, those who remind me of my promises should not rest. It means if you have a promise from God, don't rest. You have to be up and going every day. Lord, you have promised me this. Is somebody listening to me? When you feel that symptoms, you tell, Lord, your word says, with long life will you satisfy me. I take my long life in Jesus' name. Woo. You know, God spoke to Moses. He said to Moses, he's going to get Israel out of Egypt. He's going to perform signs. He's going to perform wonders. He's going to perform miracles. And then, long story short, God provided for them. Quails and bread every day. Some of those children's feet started growing with the shoes. If you study the word of God, you'll find out that the whole journey from Egypt to the promised land was 11 days long. But because people refused to believe the word of God, what did God say? God said, I want you to take possession of the land. They refused to take possession. They tried to see all the problems. Moses had 12 spies spying the land. 12 of them came back, 10 says, listen, it is impossible. Now you don't hear me. God says, I'm giving you that as your inheritance. If you come to your inheritance and there's giants on the ground, what does this mean? Does it mean you give up your inheritance? Or do you say, this is my territory. Wherever I put my foot, God has given to me. The reason why they, it took them 40 years, they did not believe the word of God. 
The word of God will do you will do this. It will cause you to walk right around the mountain. You'll always have a story about how difficult your mountain is. Two came back. Two said, I don't know what they saw. Twelve saw the exact same thing. Ten came back and they reported what they saw with their eyes. Two came back and reported what they see with their heart. Oh, we don't see the giants in the land. We see victory. We see breakthrough. No more bondage. More than enough. Come on, milk and honey to the overflow. That's what we see. Do you get this? Caleb was 40 years old when he came to Moses. He said, Moses, let me tell you. When these people spoke, they melted the hearts of men. What it, what it means, they brought fear to men. But let me tell you something. The giants that I see in that land is nothing in comparison to the word of God. <laughs> Moses, I know that I know that we are well able. He was 40 years old. I know that, I know that we are well able to possess that land. Don't listen to the naysayers. You see, you get three kinds of people in life. You get the caretakers, the risk takers, and the undertakers. You're a, you're a risk taker. You forget about the caretakers and the undertakers. Let the caretakers carry out the dead. Or the undertakers. And let the caretakers... You're a risk taker. If God makes you a promise, it will never come back void to you. Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay, maybe you're on this side. His word says, I will bless you up to a thousand generations. This means my children is protected. Come on, this means that whatever is mine is protected. Come on, by the covenant of God, His word will never come back void. Come on, can I preach to somebody? This is why Psalm 91 says that nothing shall come near you. Only with your eyes will you see it, but it shall not come close to you. How many believe that? Now I've asked God this, how can a security guy come into this building and tremble under the power of God, but thieves can come and just take? Until the Lord revealed it to me, I've hardened Pharaoh's heart too. God hardens people's hearts for judgment. Hallelujah. But I thank God for His provision, for His protection. I don't care, listen, if they take a speaker, there's no life lost. You did not get this. Only with your eyes will you see it. That's what the word says. Listen to me. There's a shaking. Oh my goodness. There's a, a presence of the Lord. It's lingering here. Joshua 13. Let's get it on the screen. Joshua 13 verse 1. Hallelujah. Now Joshua was old. Advanced in years. The Bible says... And the Lord said to him, you are old, you are advanced in your years, and there remains very much land yet to be possessed. Now, I want you to listen to me. God said to Joshua, possess the land which I have given you. But they saw the problem instead of the promise. You didn't get this. They saw the promise instead of the promise. The promise is, I'm going to give you a land. I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to give it to your descendants. Oh Lord, there's giants. That's not what God says. God don't care about the giants. He says, you don't hear me. You don't hear my word. I have a land for you. A place where you will come from repossession to possession. A place where you no longer have to rent, but a place where you will owe. 
I'm speaking to somebody. I don't care about the giants that you see. I don't care about the mountains that you see. My word is final. I have a place for you. And it will be for your descendants. I'm prophesying this to somebody. They don't even take it. God says, I don't care what you face. I promise you, there's a promised land. And that promise is to your children and your children's children and to all that is afar off. Up to a thousand generations. No longer repossession, but possession. Shout possession. Listen to what the word says. He says, there is so much land to be possessed. In other words, Joshua, you have wasted so much time worrying about the mountain, worrying about what's, what you are facing instead of listening to my word. Go and possess. How many people are sitting here and you feel like you are well advanced in years and you've not done, you've not done much for the Lord. You've not done much of your life. It's not over. Come on, I'm here reviving you, telling you it's not over. God said to him, I know you old, but I'm telling you, there's so much more for you. Somebody, you better hear this. There's so much more land for you to possess. In other words, if your heart is beating this morning, it means your dream is not dead. Your vision is not dead. The reason why God created you on this earth is not dead. You shall fulfill it. Oh, I'm going to get to the good stuff now. He says there's so much land to be possessed, not to spy. To possess. In other words, to take. Come on, the kingdom suffers violence. And the violent take it by force. I said the violent take it by force. It's time to step in and take your blessing by force in Jesus' name. Joshua was old, advanced in years. Please be reminded. I'm going to jump a chapter now. Please be reminded. Caleb was 40 years old when he came to, came to Moses. And he said to Moses, Moses, listen yeah, Those guys are crazy. I've been with the Lord. I've read the word. I saw we win. Come on, I, I saw the word of God says, He will never leave me. He will never forsake me. Come on, Moses. God told me this. That He says, wherever I put my foot, it's mine. Wherever I put my hands, it will turn in a blessing. Come on, Moses. God says, I'm blessed in the city and I'm blessed in the field. Just send me. Give me my mountain. Let's go to Joshua 14. Hallelujah. Are you ready? I just want to go in my Bible and see if everything is clear. I don't trust the people in the back. <laughs> we have to watch them. Can we go back to verse 6 please? Joshua 14 verse 6. Do you have verse 6 in the back? Okay, I'm going to read from my Bible. Follow me. Joshua 14 verse 6. Then the children of Judah came to Joshua and Gilgal. And Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, the Kizanite, scratch that out of your Bible. He <laughs> <laughs> said to him, you know the word, say the word. You know the word which the Lord said to Moses, the man of God, concerning you and me in Kadesh Barnea. Here's Caleb saying, hey, 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 hey. Do you remember the word? Hey! Stick to the word. Do you remember the word that God promised us? While we are alive. Our hearts are still beating. It's not over. 
Come on, let's go. I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to spy out the land. I brought back the word to him as it was in my heart. Now, I want you to look at me quickly. He says, I, go back please. Verse 6. Alright, I'll keep there. Sorry, go back one more. I'm just testing them in the back. Verse 7, thank you. He says, I came and reported you everything. I brought back word. That was in my heart. No, uh, Lord, help me in this one. I did not brought back word according to what I see because what I see changes. I brought back word which is according to my heart. The word, the law of God, which is written on my heart. I brought back report according to what I believe. And I believe that we are well able to take this land. What does this mean, people? This means that whenever you have the word of God in your heart... This is the problem. I, I, I promise you this right now. If you, if you take this word, you, you can never be the same again. You can either decide to walk by what you see or you declare the word of God. He says, I was 40 when Moses brought me the word. He says, he sent me out as a spy. I came back with the word. I did not come back with the dead report that these 10 spies gave, but I came back with the report that was written on my heart. That report is that I am more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ. Come on. I am what God's word says that I am. I'm placed beyond the curse. Come on. I'm seated with Christ in heavenly places. I'm hidden with Christ. Come on. He's the glory and the lifter of my head. I come with the word of God. No weapon formed against me. Come on. Shall I ever be able to prosper? I have a word in my heart. Faith city, I have a word in my heart. No promise of God shall come back void. It shall be established. If you believe that, shout yes and amen. Lift your hands quickly. Father, I declare fire upon your people. Let the word of God bring a fire in these hearts. Let those hearts sleep on the inside. In the name of Jesus. Let the word of God, let it pierce through like a, like a mighty sword, I pray. From the heads to the soles of their feet. Let the glory of God rain down. Come on right now to those who are hungry and thirsty after righteousness. No, no, no. Listen, listen. Lift those hands. It's a holy presence of God. Come on, I'm not done with the word. Lift those hands. Jesus. Jesus. Come on, many are being touched by His power right now. I'm so in love with you. You're beautiful. So beautiful. Come on, just a second. Just a second. Yeah, it's like the fear of God that just came in. My God, I give you praise. I give you praise, Jesus. Mm. Can we just quickly acknowledge the King of Kings in this place? The Lord of Lords in this house. Thank you that your word will not come back void. The Bible says, He's quick to perform His word. Quick, listen to me. It goes on in verse 8. Verse 8. Nevertheless, my brethren, 
who went up with me made the heart of the people melt but I wholly followed the Lord my God I did not follow what people said I did not follow rules and regulations I followed the heart of God because if I follow the heart of God I am predicted let's go on to verse 9 so Moses swore on that day saying surely the land where your foot has trodden shall be your inheritance come on shout inheritance the place where you put your foot the place where you put your foot shall become your inheritance and your children's forever because you have wholly followed the Lord my God verse 10 and now behold the Lord has kept me alive as he said these 45 years in other words when he spoke to Joshua Caleb was now 85 years old 45 years he was reminded constantly every single day of his life about the word that God has given him I'll give you a mountain so many people after one year of the promise of God they forget the promises of God they put it on a rack and says maybe it's not for me but yes Caleb says I am here before I die to take what God has promised me no no you didn't hear me I'm not dying without my testimony I'm not dying without my inheritance behold the Lord has kept me alive the Lord has kept me alive God will keep you alive until you have reached your testimony come on now, now help me out here you will not die young you will not die prematurely God says I will keep you alive until every promise is fulfilled for you and your children and your children's children is somebody listening to me he will keep you going even when doctor says you were supposed to be dead Jesus says I have a word for you my word shall not come back void The Lord has kept me alive, as He said, these 45 years. Ever since the Lord... Go back, please. Where am I now? Ever since the Lord spoke this word to Moses, while Israel wandered in the wilderness, and now here I am this day, 85 years old. 11. As yet, I am as strong this day, as on the day that Moses sent me. Now, hang on now. Hang on now. He's 85 years old. He said, let me just quickly tell you, I've just aged in number, but I'm just as strong as I was when I was 40. My eyes is as perfect when I was 40. Come on, I'm just as strong and as bold and as on fire because there's a promise. The promise keeps you going. The promise keeps you alive. The Word of God rejuvenates your youth. Please hear me. Most 85-year-old people today is powerless. They're weak because they're old. But back then, every year they try to see how he's aging. Oh, he's aging so well. Why? Because I'm not leaving earth. Not until his word came in fulfillment. I'm not, listen to me, I'm not leaving this planet without my testimony. I'm not leaving this planet. If you die before the word of god comes in fulfillment it means the word is not the truth my god you don't have to fight to stay alive you just have to remind him of his word oh. here i am today 85 years old and i'm just as strong as i was when i'm 40. he says and god kept me strong 
for a time such as this. As yet I am strong this day as on the day that Moses sent me. Just my strength was then, so now is my strength for war. For war. Not to sit around and go on pension. They did not carry him into the promised land. He stepped and said, wherever I put my foot, it is mine. Bring me a giant to slap around. Come on, give me a giant to... Ooh, come on. Both for going out and for coming in. Verse 12. Now therefore, give me this mountain of which the Lord spoke in that day. For you heard in that day how the Anakims were there, the giants, and that the cities were great and fortified. It may be that the Lord will be with me, and I shall be able to drive them out as the Lord said. Now, do you know, let me just backtrack a bit or go forward. The Bible says that he said to him, all right, here's your mountain. And the last verse of that chapter says, and the war ceased. The minute Joshua stepped his foot into the city, into the promised land the war was over suddenly the word of god came in fulfillment right in front of his eyes hear me people of god this is what people do they walk around the mountain they complain how bad the mountain is all around the mountain oh this mountain 40 years 40 years the same cycle the same mountain while god is saying faith does not walk around the mountain faith runs to that mountain and say give me this mountain to conquer hallelujah Give me this mountain to conquer. Shout yes. yes. Doubt will cause you to walk around the mountain. While faith demands the mountain. I wondered why didn't Caleb come and says, listen. You see that flat piece of land. That's mine. Didn't say that. He says, you see this impossible thing. When my heart is fixed on the word impossibility becomes possibility give me this mountain because my testimony will be greater no 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 come on because as i walk this side of the mountain god will send the ram that side of the mountain and the more i walk towards him come on the the bigger the miracle will get so what does doubt do doubt walks around the mountain while faith claims the mountain i need people of faith right now that will shout out give me my mountain give me my mountain You know, it took Israel 40 years because they were unwilling to take possession. I see a lot of people that's unwilling to take possession. Do you know that God can keep you strong until the testimony is given? I have to follow the, the Lord's leading. Moses, the scripture says, stood at Mount Sinai. And the Bible says that God spoke to me, says, come up this mountain. Come up to the mountain of God where I will speak to you. By the way, look at me. Revival is a person. Let me just quickly say something to you. Revival is not an angel. If you study the word revival, it's Jesus Christ. Let me explain something to you. The same fire on the Mount Sinai is the same fire that's in the eyes of Jesus. John says, I saw him. My goodness, his countenance. He says his hair was white as snow. His eyes were like a burning fire. That's the same fire in the eye. This is why Jesus is not coming back as a lamb. He's coming back with fire in his eyes and a sword in his hand. 
the same fire that they've experienced on Mount Sinai is the same fire in the eyes of Jesus. So here's the scripture. It says, God says, come up to this mountain. The Bible says, all Israel said, no, hang on, hang on. We're going to come close to this mountain. The fire of God is on that mountain. We're going to die. We can't, we can't see God. You better go. You better go. Moses went up to that mountain. Israel was standing right at the bottom of the mountain. Like bottom feeders. Like people complaining constantly. While Moses was the one who possessed the mountain. Please, I'm speaking to somebody right now. You see, this is what happens with people. As long as you stay at the bottom of the mountain, you'll always have something to complain about. There will always be a mountain that you have to walk around. But those of you that take the, the word of God literally and you claim that mountain, you, there's no time for you to walk around the mountain. You're too busy walking up that mountain. You're too busy, busy possessing that mountain. If Moses did not do that, you've not read in the scripture that God spoke to Moses as a man. The Bible says there was a cloud, thick darkness, and suddenly a fire on the mountain. And as Moses was spending time, that revival fire changed his countenance. The scripture says when Moses came down from that mountain, he had to cover his face. But here's the thing. Aaron is a priest. He and Miriam walked together hand in hand with Moses. They're not going up with, 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 with Moses. It's Moses and Joshua up that mountain. And Aaron is standing down the mountain and the people come to him and say, Hey, where's that guy you called Moses? Time is ticking. He's not coming back. We don't know what's happening to him. Just create us a God. Aaron said, no problem. Bring me all the gold that you have. Aaron, a priest, created a God down there for the people to worship. But you don't understand. They heard God speak audibly. They saw meat and bread falling from the sky. They saw signs, wonders, and miracles because Moses took his time in the presence of God. They said, Let's create another God. I believe that God says, I'm tired of false fires. Amen. Too many people are at the bottom of the mountain starting their own fires, which is fake fires. God is tired of the fake stuff. God is calling the real deal. The only way that you can experience the real deal is when you say, get out of my way and give me this mountain. Start climbing that mountain. The closer you get to Him, the closer you get to revival. God said to Moses, now this is it. I'm going to kill them all. And here's what, do you know what Moses did? He said, hang on, Lord. Let me remind you about your word. You made a promise to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Israel Amen. that their descendants will inherit the promised land. God says, because of my word. <laughs> because of my word. People, Moses stopped God's fury by reminding him of his word. My goodness. I wish, I wish you can see what I see. We are wasting time walking around that mountain where God says, possess the mountain. Possess that mountain. And when you get to that mountain, you remind him of his word. How many of you have received the word from God? Lift your hands. Not received the word from God, no problem. Seek God for the word. How many of you have received the word from God has not yet come to pass? Look, those, those hands with me. It means that that word must come to pass before you die on the earth. 
I'm going to lift all my hands, all my bottom of your hands over. And I, I've got so many promises that have not yet come in fulfillment. But what do I do? Do I go and sit and say, no, it's not working for me? No. Lord, can I just remind you? Can I just remind you of your word? Now, people, let me just quickly say this. Every time you, preach, you speak about the word, there will always be a manifestation of the spirit. I'm telling you right now that before you die, you'll have a testament. Let me say that one more time. Before you die, you'll have a testimony. I don't care what you feel now. I'm telling you. You're not dying. You're not being carried out of this church without the testimony. Okay, I'm going to say that again. Because he who has promised is faithful to do all the things that he has promised. If his word says, I'll give you a long life, it means you have the authority to claim it as a heir. You can go before God and say, Lord, let me just remind you of the promise in your word. You've said in your word, a long life will you satisfy. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Lord, it feels like I'm going through a fire right now. But I want to remind you of your word. Your word says, even if I go through the fire, the fire will not burn me. Lord, it feels like everything around me is getting so much, I'm busy drowning. But your word says, even if I go through the water, you will never leave me and you will never forsake me. Come on, Lord, look upon my enemies, how they increase. But you, O oh Lord, I want to remind you of your word. You are a shield to me, my glory and the lifter of my head. That's what you need to do. Why aren't you doing it right now? This is what your word says over me. I'm blessed beyond the curse. Blessed coming in. Blessed coming out. Lord, your word says, if two or more gathers together in your name, you are there in their midst. Lord, your word says, if two or more gathers together in your name, there you are in their midst. Lift those hands. He's in your midst. My God. Jesus, thank you for your word. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your word, Lord. I want you to close your eyes. Forget about me. Let the word become a living to you. Jesus is that word. You know, every eye is closed. When I take the Bible, it's the written word. But I find Jesus in every scripture. So when I read the word of God, I behold in a mirror. Jesus comes alive to me. The more I read the word, the more I become like him from glory to glory. But then there's the living word, he himself. When I spend time in prayer, I spend time with the living word. And then when I have the written word and I have the living word, my spoken word starts to change. Now I declare what this word says. I declare what I am by the word of God. I want to say this to you, that that word is alive right now. I see people weeping all over this place. The power of God is really touching His people. Now Lord, according to your word, you are here. I ask you to manifest your presence. Touch your people all across this place. All across this place.
Don't let the devil say, did God really say? Don't let the devil bring doubt to your heart in regards to the word of God. Cecil, can you quickly come and lift those hands? He's here, people. The presence of the Lord is going to flood every heart right now. Come on, every hand lifted. Come on. Come on, just a little bit volume. Let's get it up. Come on, across this place. Shababa Robo Shakana Mahan. Nekula Mahan, this is Koyal. The word. Come on, just for a minute, will you just worship him? Will you just adore him? Lift those voices just for a minute. Just for a minute.